pleasure to be with you uh, to talk about the beginning of Acts and the uh, arrival of the Holy Spirit. So let's start by reading from Acts chapter 2 from the message, uh, starting at the beginning. When the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then when they heard, one after another, their own mother tongues being spoken, they were thunderstruck. They couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on and kept saying, Aren't these all Galileans? How come we're hearing them in our various mother tongues? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, visitors from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene. Immigrants from Rome, Jews and proselytes, even Cretans and Arabs. They're speaking our language, describing God's mighty works. Heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail of it. They talked back and forth, confused, what's going on here? Others joked. They're drunk on cheap wine. Peter spoke up and, uh, and said, these people aren't drunk, as some of you suspect. They haven't had time to get drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. What an extraordinary scene. Sounds like madness, doesn't it? But let's paint that scene. Let's uh, think about what was going on. 120 people all together in a big room. Jesus's circle of disciples drawn into his ministry and teaching over the last two or three years. Those who believed. Who thought, indeed knew, that Jesus was the promised Messiah the saviour of the Jewish people. And what did that look like for first century Jews in Palestine? That was going to be someone who released them from the impression of the Romans, who conquered, the, the Romans had conquered them in Palestine and, and the Messiah was going to set them free. But then it all went wrong, it would seem. Jesus was arrested and he was executed. Uh, just a down point as they, all their hopes had been dashed. But, but then three days later, raised from the dead. And they'd seen him down the cross. And yet these same people saw him alive and active amongst them later. And now we're in the period where he's disappeared gone back to heaven. What now? You can imagine, can't you, this bunch of people all sitting around in a, in a big room, confused. They'd had such high hopes and, and now he's gone. Scared. And they killed Jesus. What about us? Just trying to work out what's next. Actually, should I go back and be, get the boat out and start fishing again on on the Sea of Galilee. 
But Jesus has said, wait. Wait for the Holy Spirit. So here we are, with all these people, scared, confused, sad. And, and then think, well, you know, Judas has left us, one of the 12 disciples. Um, better replace him, I guess. And, and so we see that in the last chapter where uh, Judas is replaced by uh, Matthias. And then you can imagine again, thinking, oh, well, we've done that. Oh, what now? I guess if they were British, someone would have put the kettle on. Uh, let's, let's have a cup of tea, shall we? And you can imagine sitting around, some will have drifted away, some chatting, chatting on inappropriately. Uh, many just sitting around, depressed and confused. And then, and then, without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, gale force. Like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks and they started speaking in different languages. Peter started preaching. And that day, 3,000 took him at his word and signed up. 3,000 people. And everyone will have different reactions to what you've just heard, to this story we read in the Bible. I guess some will be thinking, wow, I wish I'd been there. Some will be thinking, by golly, that must have been that scary. Many are probably thinking it's just madness, impossible. Surely there's a plausible explanation. Maybe they were drunk. Although pretty high-functioning drunks, if they're uh, speaking in different tongues and new languages. Maybe it was mass hysteria. Or maybe, just maybe, God breaking into the time-space continuum here on Earth to do something extraordinary. And when you look and you dig a little deeper, Jesus had promised this. In John we read, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. Later on in that chapter, Jesus says the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, will teach you all these things. And Jesus' final words, as recorded uh, in Acts, are these. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. And we see here in Acts chapter 2 this prophecy being fulfilled. The Holy Spirit is the, is the fuel. It's the fuel that runs the engine of our, of our Christian lives, our Christian faith. The, that, that turns simple fishermen into bold witnesses. That enables people to speak different languages. That causes 3,000 people to turn to Jesus in a single day. Not drunk, but rather God crashing into the world and the lives of those early disciples, as he has done ever since.
but what of today? And, and of course, God still gives us his Holy Spirit. It still gives us that fuel that drives our Christian life, drives indeed our whole lives. Reminds us of Jesus' teaching. Is responsible for some of the most extraordinary personal experiences and closeness to God that we ever have. Sometimes at times of ecstasy, sometimes in the deepest, darkest of valleys. And that same Holy Spirit is with us as, as, as Paul says in Romans, as we take our everyday ordinary lives, our sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life and place it before God. The Holy Spirit is there with us. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us that peace that passes understanding. When it's really difficult, when our boss is an unreasonable ass, peace. When the workload is just ridiculous, peace. We read of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in Corinthians and wisdom, wisdom as to how to deal with that tricky HR situation, knowledge, faith that God has put us where he wants us, faith that we are in the right place, even if it feels different. Uh, discernment for what, what's really going on. Gifts to help us live life in the messy business of life. We read in Galatians of the, spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. And because the Holy Spirit is with us, not only on a Sunday in church, but on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, where our faith is tested, we show the fruits of the Spirit in the same way an apple tree can't help but grow apples. So we as Spirit-filled Christians can't help but show the fruits of the Spirit and demonstrate love and joy and peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And sometimes, too, we see those other gifts of the Spirit of miracles on occasion, where we pluck up the courage to pray, pray perhaps for a colleague, where we speak in tongues and have those interpreted amongst our Christian brothers and sisters. And I'm not sure what your workplace is like, but my workplace in the NHS needs more of that, more of those Christians filled with the Spirit, more of those Christians who can make a difference, who can show that love, show that compassion. You may not be preaching to 3,000 people like Peter did on the day of Pentecost, but you can, with the Holy Spirit, transform the culture of where you work, where you live, where you play. So, not madness after all, but a gracious God-given resource to help us get up in the morning and live life. The fuel that makes the difference.
And if you'd like some homework, uh, clearly you may not. However, um, some of it's dead easy, some of it a little less easy. So the dead easy homework is to sit down uh, with a glass of wine, if that's what you fancy, and to watch The Shack. Uh, it's a Hollywood uh, film available from all the usual channels, which is a great example of some of the ways of, of the Holy Spirit and how he works and how he interacts with us. The book also is uh, a, great, a great read. And if you want to go deeper, um, get a Bible app if you haven't got one already and type into the search function Holy Spirit and see what comes up in the New Testament. I get 88 hits on my, uh, on my Bible app. And look at each of those, read each of those, dig around deeper to see what the Holy Spirit does in the lives of us as Christians. And in conclusion, remember, remember that as a Christian, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. He's with you. He will give you wisdom. He'll give you insight. He'll help you be loving, help you be kind, help you be faithful. And whether you like it or not, you're taking him into work with you. You're taking him when you go to the gym. You're taking him when you go to that family reunion. So, not madness after all, but rather pretty much as Jesus said, I paraphrase, I'll send you the Holy Spirit to be alongside you and to help you do life. Thank you very much. Coming up, we have Conversation Street. But before we get into that, here's a clip from our podcast, What's the Story, which you can subscribe to on all your favorite podcast apps. Often our baggage goes all the way back to childhood, uh, some of the upbringing stuff, uh, and even along the way where people just dump on us, and yet God doesn't want that. He wants to clear us out of all of that rubbish just help us to be freer again uh, you know just imagine all that weight and rubbish being like you know stones put into a rucksack and, and it's like God, just those stones and suddenly suddenly you, you get to motor in life because you don't have that weight bearing you down Well, we're back. That was um, that was great, wasn't it? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Really enjoyed yeah. listening to to Chris talk about that. I feel like I was writing lots of things down, and yeah. Yes, definitely. I thought I'd just want to jump in and plug the um, What's the Story podcast. Mm. Um, I've been working my way through them, so I'm only a few in so yeah. far. But they're brilliant. Really good. Just if you've not. Um, sort of tuned in or got them on your app or, or listen to any of them. The real life stories of Matt and I think there's going to be another, another interviewer as well coming up interviewing just people about their lives, what they've, what they've done, how they experience God. Yeah. I can't recommend them enough. It's been brilliant. Oh, yeah. Really good. Yeah. That is brilliant. Yeah. Really good. Um, 
back to the talk. So, yeah, John, what what things sort of jumped out for you? Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was um, while Chris was talking, I was kind of just uh, wrapping my head around getting getting to grips with kind of some of the the passages that refer to the Holy Spirit in the Bible and kind of the different ways the Holy Spirit is, um, I think, presented in the Bible and talked about. Um, that, uh, yeah, and it was just sort of flicking through them and thinking about them while, while Chris was talking. Um, I, re- I really like the the bit Chris touched on, um, you know, when, when the disciples were accused of being drunk um, and Chris, you know, pointed out they were – very high functioning drunks. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that, I thought that was yeah. great. Yeah, um, I always thought um, great point. that bit where because it 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 says what, but it was only like the what's it eleventh hour of the day, so didn't have time. I thought, well, fair enough as well. But like you said, I think it's a bit more than that. You know, all these people yeah. from all over the world are hearing what they're saying. Um, yeah, that's some pretty impressive drunkenness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. I thought it was really, really interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, were there any particular standouts for you? I think um, one of the first things I put down was was that that you mentioned, but also I love that when the Holy Spirit comes, so they're there, they receive this gift of tongues, which I think we should we should talk about. Um, but it lists all the people that are around that heard Peter's first talk or the mm. countries they'd come from. This wasn't mm. just a, let's do a talk and let's do it just to our native speakers. Let's just do it to our, our culture, our people. This is like, whoa, let's get it out there right from the start to everyone. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, I love yeah. that God doesn't, um, doesn't do things the way as humans would think. Oh, this is a this is a a planned way to start a religion. This is the let's let's always do things, mix things up a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, Great. yeah, absolutely. And even the thing with um, you know, after they've spoken, three thousand followers join them that day, and it's mm. kind of yeah, like you're saying that thing of like. If I was thinking about it, I'd be like, okay, let's start small. Let's like small group people, <laughs> yeah. keep it small for a little while, let it just grow nice mm. and slow and that, you know. Um, but it's like, they, they do start small, but then it's like straight away, you know, yeah. 3,000 people come to faith um, and believe and it's through what they're saying and, and through um, the Holy Spirit at work yeah. in front of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's very cool. Um, I think as well as for believers, Acts is just an exciting book to read about, Absolutely. read through, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's exciting to sort of remind yourself of how the the early church was formed, and um, there there are lots of great great and interesting stories um, throughout the book. And, and and seeing, I think, you, you almost feel the, 
um, the excitement and passion for the gospel and and the power of the Holy Spirit at work. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's a really great book to look at. Love it. Yeah, I think so. It's a really like inspiring book as well, isn't it? Because we see it some amazing people and what God did in them, which made them amazing. You know, normal mm. people were made amazing because yeah. because of God and because of the Holy Spirit working in them. Um, and and it doesn't just have to be stories from back then. I wonder. Yeah. I've got some. I've heard some great stories about people speaking in tongues. If you if you come from a church, if you if you're listening to this and you go to a church and perhaps they don't speak in tongues, you're thinking, "Well, I've heard about that. It's a little bit crazy." Perhaps you're you don't go to church and you're coming and listening to us talking and go, "What is this?" Um, John, what, what is speaking in tongues? Go on, give us a, <laughs> how'd you put you on the spot? Well, no, yeah. So I was thinking people have a few, there are a few different interpretations, aren't there, of, um, you know, how, how people would look at it, at what it means by tongues in the Bible. Um, so some people, uh, might say that tongues is just referencing, uh, different languages that we use, um, you know, across the world. Um, and, um, and they sort of end there. Um, for me, my interpretation of it would be that it, it can be that, um, that God can supernaturally give you a, a language, um, that others can understand. But I think it is also, um, a heavenly language um, that um, goes beyond our understanding, and it, it um, is a way of our spirit being able to um, communicate with God and to to pray. Um, so there's there's a couple of passages I was looking at in um, one Corinthians fourteen, um, which talks about how. Um, tongues speaks not to man but to god um and um and it talks about how my spirit prays even though my spirit prays my mind is unfruitful so it's like my mind that might not understand necessarily what i'm saying but my spirit has this sense of of what it is that i'm communicating even if i don't have the, the mm. english to express it yeah um so yes those are some thoughts to begin with. <laughs> That's a brilliant um, explanation. Yeah, I love that. I know when I speak in tongues, often it is that I, I haven't got the English words to say what I want to say to God. And he mm. just gives me those words and I don't understand what they are, but I know they're allowing me to convey that message, convey it of love or pleading or God, help me in this situation. Help me to pray for someone. I don't know what to pray. Um, mm. I've, I know stories where people have been, I know, um, a lady, she was in church and she heard this guy speaking in tongues and, and at the end she walked over and said, didn't know you speak Welsh. I'm Welsh. And he's like, I don't, you know, so <laughs> he was speaking in tongues wow. and she could hear, she could understand because she spoke Welsh and he was speaking Welsh. Um, That's brilliant. Another, a great story of someone who. He's he's died now. He's 
gone to be with Jesus, but he was he often used to go to India and um, speaking in India and he met a guy on the train and they talked through the whole train journey and um, said goodbye and he saw him again in church the next day and the guy didn't speak English and he didn't speak the dialect of Indian. So God had just given them both Ooh John's John's gone, hopefully we'll get him back in a second. Yeah, God had given him Indian or the other guy English and they had a full full chat. Here we go. We had John here. Hold on one second, technical technical issues. John's in the green room. Let me see if I can add in. Can if I do this, hey, he's back. Hey, hey. <laughs> sorry, Dan. That's all right. Did your internet just kick you off, or something happened? Um, it would it would seem so. I just I think I froze and then I was gone. Oh, okay. But I'm but I'm back. You're back. Sorry, I was just that. saying. Yeah, that um, these two guys on a train and. Um, when they met each other in church, they didn't speak each each other's language. So God must have just right. given them tongues for the journey. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so, remarkable. Yeah. It's not just drunkenness. It's yeah. It's a heavenly language and it can just be something we don't understand. And sometimes it can be something that someone else understands. Sometimes it can be a um it can be a translation in church and it can be a message for the church as well it's a yeah yeah it's one of those things i think that god gives us and has, has given the church that mm. yeah it's amazing isn't it it is yeah i suppose it is a miracle really yeah yeah absolutely yeah and the, there was another um verse i was looking at uh where Paul says, doesn't he, um, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Um, he says, but nevertheless, in church, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than mm. 10,000 words in tongues. Obviously, there's there's context behind what he's yeah. saying there. But um, point being, Paul clearly saw it as um, a, a great thing to pursue pursue that gifting and to be praying in yeah. tongues. Um, but that there it's, there are certain settings for it as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, Anya's just asked an interesting question. How would you approach the concept mm. that is saying that the gift of tongues has stopped with the first church? Mm. Um, so my first thing would be if it stopped, then what am I doing? <laughs> Or what you know? What happens in in church? Is it is it a falseness? But I've, I've just given you examples. I've seen it to be real. Um, yeah, I don't know what you would say, John. Yeah, I guess that would um, you tie that in. I guess that would probably tie in with the rest of the spiritual gifts. Yeah, gifts. Yeah. Um. Um. And it's a very, 
it's a very simplistic answer, <laughs> but how I've always thought about it is kind of um, when the curtain was torn in two after well, when uh, when Jesus died, the spirit was was given to us um, across the world. To me, there's um, no I don't see a clear indication in scripture that it was just for that time um, or it was just for the um the time of when the the bible was was written um yeah i, I don't necessarily see an indication that, that there was a, a stopping point yeah um, yeah, I, yeah i agree jesus yeah. said you'll do these things and greater things and he didn't say it would it would phase out and that to be honest i'm yeah I'm glad it hasn't phased mm. out. We know we can pray for healings. We can pray for miracles. We can ask. Well, it leads mm. us on to one of the, the points that um, that John said. Not John. Chris. 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 I was like, that's not Chris. John Holcomb. That's his son. Um, that Chris said that. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> where, where was I going? That this um, that, that God, that's totally gone. It'll come back to me. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. That's all good. Yeah. It was uh, no. It's a good question though. Um, going back to kind of does. Has tongue stopped? Yeah. The spiritual gifting stopped because yeah. th- that certainly is um, that certainly is also a certain interpretation of of scripture yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah, um, like cessationist. Uh, yeah. Matt's put in the comments. He said, "You are a Christian, even if you if you don't speak in tongues." Absolutely, you know this 100%, is not a, yeah. This is not something that says this is a flavour of, of Christianity that's sort of more prolific, isn't it, in the Pentecostal evangelical churches? But it's not. Um, mm. Uh, it's not a a deal breaker this is not this is not um something that says you know you you have to speak in tongues absolutely not yeah 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 absolutely yeah Yeah, i Um, I would agree with that if we go back to the holy spirit so this is about not Mm. just um the tongues was a sort of a an element a gift of the Holy Spirit, but this was the Holy Spirit mm. coming upon the people in the in the upper room and Peter and then going out and speaking. Um, mm. Miriam asked a great question. So talking about the the Holy Spirit and she mm. said, let me I'm just scrolling up lots of lots of talk today, which is brilliant. Um, so Miriam asked the question, what comforts you about the Holy Spirit? Um, and her mm. her answer, she said, for me, it's the joy he brings and the way he helps me to love others, which is a great, mm. great answer. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think for me, it's yeah, it's that hope. It is that he. They were waiting. The disciples waited, and we don't have to. Don't have to live this life without. Um, just just with God's words and Jesus' teaching, 
we live this life yeah. with the Holy Spirit now. So it, it's a we have access to God through through the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I love that. It's a it's a it's a great question. I think um, for me, it makes just makes me think of the verse. Um, like, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything, so that you may know the mm. peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. Um, and it is, yeah, it. Um, I think it ties in a bit to just what the nature of the Holy Spirit is like. Is that there are certain things that we can compare it to, um, or that it is kind of compared to in the in the Bible, you know, like fire and water, mm. um, or, um, you know, just like represented as a, a dove, um, in another part. And it's like, it's like all of these things, but it's still outside of our understanding and comprehension. Um, and so, so when, then when it talks about like being able to understand, being able to receive that peace, it's like a, a piece that just, um, yeah, just completely goes beyond my understanding. Um, yeah, which is, is like a huge, huge comfort for me in, um, in any situation that I know that I can, um, pray to God and, and receive the spirits comfort and peace in, in any given, um, scenario. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it, um, before the Holy Spirit came, he, um, Jesus says, I, I pray, you know, the comforter will come. He's, that's one mm. word for him, isn't it? It's, he is the comforter. He is that yeah. that we can we can go to, we can cry out to, and we can receive, yeah, yeah help from, wisdom yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. One thing that came up was the, the film The Shack. Which yes. I haven't seen, so have you seen it? I've not either. I've read the book. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, quite a long time ago now. Yeah. Um, and it is, yeah, it's a very interesting read. It's it's a very, like, um, a re refreshing way um, to sort of uh, look at particularly the Holy Spirit and, and I guess how God is, is presented. Um, yeah, it's, de it's definitely a very interesting read. Um, I couldn't, couldn't comment on the film. Yeah. Cause I've not seen it, but, um, but yeah, maybe I should take Chris up on his, on his homework. Yes. Give I, it a watch. I was thinking, yeah, do that. It's not that, that doesn't sound like the hardest of homeworks to do. Yeah. Sit down and, um, yeah. Watch a film. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. After, after, yeah, see what it's about and report back in comments. People can um, people can message in and see what they see if they got any questions about it about God from yeah. <laughs> from the film. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, have you got? I'm just going to look at my down at my notes here. Yeah, and um, um, see. What else we've got? So I, the the first thing I wrote down was about um, all the different countries and cultures and people getting together. Um, mm. 
you know, different workers from different lands, refugees, I presume, slaves, free people, Romans, all hearing this message. It's for, mm. it's for everyone. You know, there is, mm. there are no exceptions. And it was that message came when 3000 people. So that's 3000 people that heard it and said, yes, I want this. Um, that's, I presume there was a lot more <laughs> that heard, heard yeah. that message, which is just, it's phenomenal, isn't it? What, what God does, what the Holy Spirit in this, um, in his power has come for us mm. that, mm. yeah, no one is, no one is left out of this message just then fans out across the, mm. across the world. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is very much like, just like an an explosion, isn't it? Mm. Of, um, you know, the the first time that, well, it's it's the it's the beginning of the the good yeah. news, um, yeah. and it's it's the first time it's been heard and accessible for people across the world. So it's like, yeah, it's like this just immediate explosion. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, Chris says, like like a wildfire, and perhaps that's one of the reasons that mm. the Bible sometimes talks about, you know, tongues of fire or the Holy Spirit being like a fire, and that we can catch it and it can be caught up. Mm. You know, people can be, um, yeah, yeah, just come near to this message and yeah, and take that fire and it and it grows. The great the one thing about fire is it doesn't that if you if something lights on fire and the thing next to it lights on fire, it's not weakened. Mm. <laughs> is it? That fire isn't a, yeah. a, a weakened version of the, the fire that started. It can actually, it actually grows. Yeah. Mm. I, I have a question for you. <laughs> so, so, um, so, you know, people might say that since, since then, um, the growth of, the church and the um, the rate at which the gospel is is spreading um, has maybe slowed down or um, or diminished. Um, how, how would you kind of respond to that? Yeah, to that sort of. Um, I I don't know. I think I'd probably question that. Because I think almost every culture, almost every country, if not, has heard this gospel. Um, mm. It's it's out. It's the most translated. The Bible is the most translated book in the world. I think it's still the yeah. most popular book in the world. Um, um, I know in sort of perhaps Western culture, there's lots and lots of other competing things for our, our time and our and our soul and our spirit you know things mm. that the mm. one there and out there that can distract us um, yeah one thing I would say is we can we can have more of it yeah wouldn't that be great wouldn't it wouldn't it be great to go out into you know we're based here in Liverpool into Liverpool city centre and and see 3,000 people's lives changed, you know. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, and that's just put, no, you absolutely. know, the underground church is growing in a lot of places mm. like in, in China, um, yeah. in places in the Middle East where Christianity is is pretty much banned or is dangerous. Yeah. You'll find that yeah. the, the church is growing even more. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Perhaps when you have to, you have to really do have to bet your life on it, not your eternal life just your eternal life but your life now on it you go yeah you go fully into it don't you <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah absolutely there's some amazing stories coming out of out of china of what god's god's doing there mm. yeah mm. yeah Good is there anything else from the talk that you you took away that you'd like to expand on? Um, yeah, I guess um, maybe we're just looking at I think John John's internet's got Gone again. We'll just see. He'll he'll freeze, but he'll probably come back on. Um, yeah, uh, Matt has put in the comments as well that maybe it's why twenty five percent of the population attended church during lockdown. Sometimes we've got that. We haven't got the time to do everything else when everything else is invading our minds. We can spend that time thinking what 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 is this all about because god is real he does transform and change i mean that's my testimony um i know that's john (laughs) when he's unfrozen that's his testimony too that's why we do this because he's yeah he's amazing well i think we've got a few technical issues so we'll probably um leave it there for tonight um people have put in the in the um comments about this horrific um earthquake that's happened in turkey and syria so yeah people keep please keep john's just coming back in keep them in your prayers that we'd see here of miracles we would see miracles appear. I'm just saying about um, Syria and Turkey that we can pray for the miraculous now because there's still still people being trapped, still people being found. I've read about a young girl yeah. who was um, caught but was found in her mum's arms you know, mm. five, six days after alive. So, yeah, mm. let's keep keep them yeah. in in our prayers absolutely yeah yeah um I w- go on yeah the only thing i was just uh, might have been relevant but i was just thinking about how uh the event that talks about an acts two and the, the day of pentecost the kind of relevance and importance for yeah. us as christians in the church yeah. still today um yeah the, 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 like you're 
I think you were saying that it's, you know, the Holy Spirit is still at work and mm. um, his power is still, is still present and active Absolutely. across the world. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, two thousand years, and that power hasn't diminished. That, yeah, that message isn't any isn't any different. Yeah, it's still for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find. I very poorly not not linked to here about what's happening next week. So, crowd is on really? next week, um, and. I think we might just have to post it on YouTube because I've been very poor and I've not, I've not written down. I thought I had the link there um, as to what's coming up next week. <laughs> no worries. So st- you'll have to. It's just a surprise. You, you don't know what. I look forward to it. Who's talking? Yes. I Keep know your eyes on those comments. I know it's next. Yes, I'm sure if you if you want to get ahead. If you read the next chapter of Acts, you were pretty much on on target there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks oh, everyone for, for joining us. Thank you, John. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Um, so we've gone in and out with um, different technical issues, um, but we're we back next week. And if you've got any questions, if you've got anything, uh, any prayer requests, please do. Um, email them in and yeah we'd love to pray for you and it's where next week it is pentecost and it's we'll stop with talking about that and um yeah looking forward to that yeah absolutely <laughs> it sounds absolutely. like you've got a baby Thanks. to deal with uh, do you have a uh, a crying child in the background <laughs> apologies for that oh, thanks everyone and we'll see you yeah thank you everyone Have a great night. Bye. Ready, bye.